Hello, welcome back to the Green Pole podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, the editor of Hammond. I'm hoping that I'm going to be joined by Frankie Taylor, uh, my regular festive sidekick. Uh, it seems, Frankie, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, mate. Everything is going smoothly. This is our first take. Nothing happened previously. Nothing happened. Uh, we're no. anything. <laughs> Absolutely nothing happened. Serene progress, you know, just like Fulham up the Premier League table. That's <laughs> that's all I've seen so far this morning. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, we've had a little hiatus in terms of first team action, but the boys are getting tuned up for Boxing Day at Selhurst Park, which we'll talk about in a minute. Their preparations finished at the weekend with a 1-1 draw against West Ham United at Craven Cottage in a in a friendly. And there were some encouraging signs uh, from that. I shivered all the way through it, uh, frankly, um, at Craven Cottage last weekend. And boy, was it cold uh, in the Johnny Haynes stand. Um, you've watched the highlights. And so the main highlight was seeing Carlos Vinicius finally score for Fulham uh, with a lovely near post header, reminiscent of a few uh, strong headers of a ball in the past in a, in a Fulham shirt. Give us your, your thoughts on what, you, what you've seen and how good it was for Vinicius to put one in the onion bag after you've denigrated him horribly on this podcast previously. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was good timing, wasn't it? I think it was the uh, the week of the friendly where uh, <laughs> where I might have slagged him off a bit, but it was a beautiful header to be fair uh, to be fair to him. But I did, uh, admittedly, I've watched nothing but the highlights. Um, I presume it was a, it was a decent day out, just good to be back at the football. Um, but yeah, what a, what a header! It would be doing the world of good as well. I think sometimes, like we've seen it before, one goal can make a world of difference. Um, but it was nice to see uh, Kenny Tete back as well, roaring down that right-hand side and delivering a delicious ball as he can. Uh, it's one of his strengths. That he's one-on-one tackling. Um, but yeah, it was a gorgeous ball and a brilliantly dispatched header. Yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good day out. I greatly enjoyed it, but I, I, I need to invest in a new wardrobe for this sort of winter football, I have to <laughs> tell you. Um, because I was totally underprepared for quite how cold it was going to be. What warms me up was, yes, Kenny Tate underlining why he um, why he's very much uh, the first choice right back with that lovely round down the right. But also, Andreas Pereira was really up for it. Within 90 seconds, he'd done a nutmeg on somebody in the West Ham midfield and sort of taken the ball down the right. And just it was everywhere. And for good measure, he clattered into Skimaklo. Entirely, um, <laughs> entirely coincidentally and unintended. But I thought it was payback for um, Skimaklo's cheeky handball in the in the league fixture, the cross, the the reverse league fixture at the Olympic Stadium. You know, he he, he will not admit to that, but I do hope <laughs> that that's what it was. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I still can't quite believe that was that was never sort of reviewed and given against my stand. That one you brought that back into my memory. What a shocker that was! Yeah, I um, mean, I, I just thought I'm telling myself that the VAR made himself a cup of tea, you know, and 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 was totally not present for for in fact most of that game. Um, but yeah, he, he went off injured. Um, 
uh, as a result of that tackle. Uh, and I would say there are lots of... I mean, we drew one all because we conceded the sort of goal that we are prone to from playing out from the back, where it was given to Tom Kearney in a very dangerous position. Lynn Downs, who was actually someone from... At least three or four years ago from, from Ipswich, he won the ball back and Jared Bowen scored with a, with a very good finish. Um, but there are lots of positive signs. We played a sort of experimental team in the first half. West Ham played, was close to their first team and we bossed it. Um, and then there were lots of changes and it went to a half-paced game. And, um, a couple of very good saves at the end from Marek Rodak, um, which which made sure it was was one all. But I was quite encouraged by a sort of a scratch team that we, we put together doing really well. Um and had the had the good yeah, thought. Go on, sorry, mate. I was just gonna say, was anyone anyone that stood out in particular across the across the ninety, or was it just your sort of typical preseason friendly? Obviously, you don't quite get the full picture watching the highlights, but uh, look like William is still on top form. I don't quite know where he's managed to roll back the years, but I've seen a fair few <laughs> fair few uh, replays of that nutmeg he did at some point in the game. Oh, well, so, so William was leading everyone a merry dance down the left in the first half. Um, Unbelievable. It, it was just incredible. I think, he, you know, I really do think there's sort of a reverse passport fraud situation going on with him because there's no way he's that old and swinging those hips as wildly as, as you know, John Travolta eat your heart out at times with him going down the left lane. Um, that that's an old reference for 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 our younger viewers who who will who will who will not get that at all. Um, but he he was brilliant. Pereira, I've also talked about, and Tim Ream played. Yeah. Ream. Yeah, Ream. For West Ham wingers, he was up again. Um, and he and he said afterwards that you know it, we we had a little chat in the mix zone. And uh, he said he, his ambition is to play every single minute and he is not going to take a backward step uh, because he knows that the quality is there within the back four and within our centre-backs that someone could come in and really take take a position from him. Um, so he's making up for lost time in the Premier League and he wants to keep going. And, and that was just music to my ears, mate. I mean, yeah, he's he's just... I think we've all loved him at the club for a fair few years now, but I think even his biggest fans would be admirable of what he's managed to put together across the last year. Uh, I think everyone was replacing him in the summer, like when everyone does their sort of fantasy transfer windows and and whatnot, but he's not put a foot wrong. He's been absolutely superb. And it's with that attitude. He's a great leader. Um, And I know he's he's, he's contract up at the end of this summer. And I think it... um, that conversation always gets brought up. Do you extend it? And I think Tim Ream is now comfortably in that circle of you pay him until he until he decides to hang the hang the boots up. I'm happy for him to just get a like, career contract. Keep going to your forty. Just be around the squad. He's he's brilliant. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not in doubt on that one at all. Totally totally in agreement. Um, Obviously, Alexander Mitrovic was uh, missing. He was spending time with uh, commemorating uh, Sinisa Mihailovic, who, who gave him his first Serbian national team cap, who sadly passed away. Well, I'm given to understand that there's nothing wrong with Mitro and he'll be available for selection for, for Boxing Day. Um, 
So the only thing with Vinicius, Frankie, is as things stand, he's only going to get the get a run in the team if something goes wrong. And that's not really a way to build up a, a run of form. Um, it's very stop-start, his Fulham career at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same problem I think Spurs have had with Harry Kane for a while, which is funnily where Vinicius spent a year. Um, and Spurs tried the tried the sort of uh, Fernando Lorente for a year. Um, it's, it's just tough when you've got a main man. You know, you go there as a striker. The chances are you're going to be you're going to be clutching at any sort of minute you can get. Um, and it's, it's the same for Vinicius, but uh, it, it's a, it must be a hard one to manage because you want the squad to be as strong as possible, but you also don't want to upset the apple cart with uh, with Mitrovic, who very well will be the person who decides promotion. Uh, Promotion, safety. I'm too used to going up and down. Dad. Um, <laughs> we're there, mate. We're, Relax. <laughs> we're already there. We're already there. Got nothing to worry about. But yeah, you know, he's, he's the main man that's going to sort of settle games. Um, and we saw it under Parker. If, if things do go, uh, things do go tits up per se, um, they can go in a, in a massive way. How Scott Parker didn't think of even playing him at some point was unbelievable. Um, something seriously went wrong, but yeah, I, I, I don't even know how to how to manage manage it. Um, I don't know if the situation is where sort of Spurs have now gone for Richarlison, who can fill in on either flank and and as a ten if you need him to, so he kind of gets more minutes that way. But he's, is he really an out and out nine? Brazil thinks so, but only three goals and a court final knockout says <laughs> oh, maybe he could have done something different there. Um, so yeah, it's a really difficult uh, problem to, to to handle. Um it's getting Mitrovic through these uh through the season, you, you hope. I'm slightly concerned by his one yellow away from a suspension with Chelsea being the fourth game before everything resets. I can just see what's happening already. Yeah, yeah, you, I I've noticed that as well. Him and um Anthony Robinson, I think, as well, is quite close to a to, to another yeah. suspension. On that one, so that's that's not ideal with our with our sort of left back could be a problem position if Jedi isn't there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we get uh, Cedric in soon enough, or Tim Ream in the friendly can can fill in at left back. You know, maybe it's not the end of the world. Uh, I'm not too ho- hopeful on uh, Lavin Kazar actually being of any use to us this season. Well, given your track record of slagging people off and then they have an absolute stormer. You know, we'll put that one in the bank. Um, yeah, he's going to have Zaha in his back pocket this week. That's it. That's it. You know it. Um, right, I'm going to move it on slightly. Last night, just a, just a quick one to congratulate Fulham's under-18s on an incredible uh, victory uh, last night in the FA round at Rochdale. They won 4-3, um, having been 2-1 and 3-2 down with about 10 minutes to go. Um Aaron Lapalo by, and again, I'm not sure that's how you say it. And uh, Callum Eastman scored the uh, scored the goals. They both got braces, and the last two goals came in the in the very final minutes, uh, 87th minute and 89th minute. The whole game was live on Fulham FC TV, and uh, you can watch the highlights of that. And indeed, I think the full 90 is coming. 
Uh, and I very much recommend it because it's an incredible game of football. Full credit to, to Rochdale. But the boys were in the hat for the fourth round, which they didn't manage last year. Uh, that's a little bit of a sore point for, for some of the players. Um, but we got to see some some of some of the new young faces uh, last night and we, we very much that team very much plays in the in the Fulham way. So I wanted to congratulate them on that or on progress. They go to Sunderland uh, in the fourth round. And Frankie, you're very keen on on the Academy. We touched on this last time. Good to see the boys get through a stage of the FA Youth Cup because no tie is easy when you're sort of one of the one of the category one academies to be to be shot at in that competition. No, absolutely not. I mean, you're always suspect to a to a so-called upset at these levels, but um, when everyone's so sort of fresh and I, I don't want to say naive, but that's maybe the best word. Um, you do get these crazy scoring games where Rochdale may have thought they had it in the bag at one point, or at least uh, would have secured um, a free a free free, not a four free loss. So it was uh, it was great. You can see the club are taking it seriously as well with Charlie Robinson and. Uh, Javier Araujo also um, coming into that lineup. Um, had a couple away on international duty as well. Um, I think Luke De Fugio. Not sure I'm pronouncing that properly. I think we need a uh, sort of a phonetic name spell. We're going to need a Spanish there. speaker <laughs> at this rate, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Email Dan at uh, <laughs> Dan. Danhamien.com, please. Yeah. There you go. Hola. And he's, <laughs> any Spanish speakers but yeah it was good to see the boys get through to the next round I mean they're on fire at the moment and uh, Lupalo Bay can cannot stop scoring uh, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on and a name to remember perhaps because it's the kind of form that maybe Carabao Cup this time I say this time or next year but start next season you know we like to use that as a uh, as a debutant yeah, it's on section, so uh, you never know if it keeps going on this right, why not? We've got 11 in 11, which is extraordinary. Um, uh, and speaking of pronunciations, I've completely butchered Callum's uh, surname, which is much easier to pronounce. Callum Osmond is the young player who's uh, scoring a lot of goals and making a lot of goals himself. He, got, he scored the winner last night. If you haven't seen it, a lovely near post predatory finish that we love to see. Um, so as I say, Fulham into the fourth round of the FA East Cup, that's at Sunderland. That'll be a terrific game, uh, probably at the Stadium of Light, I would expect. Um, great place to go and watch football and do try and get behind the the younger lads. The under-21s have won all five so far of their Premier League Cup matches. We've got another one. New York Neck of the Woods is uh, Frankie at, at Charlton Athletic. Um, so good luck to them uh, this afternoon. Obviously, what we're building up to is what we've touched on just a little bit uh, already, the return of the Premier League at Crystal Palace. Now, Frankie, what are we thinking going into this game against Crystal Palace? There must be ways that we can uh, really hurt Patrick Vieira's side. And we have to go there full of confidence after the start of the season that we've had, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Even more so, I didn't realise this until the other day. I think the Premier League being stopped with the World Cup, I completely forgot everything that happened before before the World Cup. But Mark Guayhi is going to miss this one for a suspension as well. So that's a big gap in their uh, in their back line. So you, you've got to hope, especially Mitrovic, be licking his lips coming up against Joachim Anderson and uh, 
it'll probably be James Tompkins, I imagine, which uh, doesn't doesn't fill me with fear. But here we go. There's another masterclass coming in from James Tompkins. <laughs> Don't do that again, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> I um I had a little look and see what what Palace have been up to during the break. They've they've played four friendlies, and that seems like crazy to me. I know it's probably like one a week, but they've been really like keeping keeping at it. They've stayed working. Um, they've uh, played I think Botafogo at Selhurst Park. They had a trip to Turkey with a couple of games in. They played Valladolid at Selhurst Park at the weekend. Zaha scored twice and had a nine says that kind of thing where it's making me a little bit nervous. Um, they're they're going to be right up for it. They're going to be at least fit and ready for it. They've not had a, they've not had a month off and hoping they can come back into it fully, uh, fully raring to go. So um, it is nervy. There's probably areas we can attack. I think Nathaniel Klein's still there starting right back and he's not as impressive as he once was. So hopefully William can also uh, get going at him a little bit. Um, so there is a couple of, gaps in their back line that I think we can do um but I did also see that they've uh they're on a free game winning run at Selhurst Park they've not won four in the bounce since 1990 so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that Fulham are now arriving I do like to break a record I say records are there to be broken mate come on we've got to uh, be in tune with with the optimism um and what sort of obviously um, we're a little bit detached from everything that's going on at, at Mosby Park at the moment with the break and the and the progress of our sort of World Cup warriors returning. Um, all things are equal, they should all be available. What sort of lineup are you? Would you be selecting, Frankie? If I'm handing the reins over to you rather than Marco for Boxing Day, where, where are you? Where are you going? Um, I think it. it I, I think it picks itself a little bit. I think it's Leno will stay in goal. We've got Tete right back. The decision will be Diop or Tossian and that right centre half role. I don't see. I don't think we're going to displace uh, Tim Ream at any point soon. Uh, I think Robinson comes back at uh, left back. Reed and Paulinia, the ankle biter and the octopus, will uh, <laughs> repartner up in that midfield. Probably a good thing that Paulinia wasn't anywhere near the Portugal starting lineup. Really, it was a bit weird. Uh, Pereira very, very nice of him I do appreciate that early Christmas present of Bertie <laughs> not playing him at all it was, it was very kind like use up Ruben Nevers' legs all you want we'll uh, we'll just take a fully fit and fresh Paulinia back salivated over it um, so yeah I'm having Pereira in the 10 uh, Mitrovic up top and I think the wings are the rough uh, the rough option I think William has to be one of them based on recent form he's also been around Motspur Park Looking at the West, Bobby started on the right, correct? Um, so maybe it should be Bobby. I don't think Wilson's particularly looked great since coming back from uh, injury. I don't think Dan James is sort of the same. I'm just waiting for him to have that moment where he kind of takes over a game a little bit. Um, so I'm probably but going he did Bobby. Score, he did score in his last game for Fulham, Dan James. Come on now. It was quite good against he Manchester did. United. He did score too. He... he he did. He did score, to be fair. But I'm still, I'm just waiting for him to take over a game. Like his goal was a tap in at the end of the day, uh, sort of bundled in. He did play, he did That's play harsh. well. Though, That's so. harsh. You've got to be there to score it, son. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I've not seen anything that is proper wing, wing play yet. I want to see him take on his full back. I want to see him delivering some like tasty crosses on a more regular basis. Um, 
So I'm so, so I'm thinking he's not in the running. It's either Bobby or Harry for that wide wide right position from your. I think so. I'm probably leading to Bobby as well. Um, I think I'm struggling to f- find where he's put a foot wrong this season. Um, we know he can score goals. He's our second top scorer. Uh, we know he can put in a shift as well, which might be needed coming up against uh, Wilfred Zaha down that left hand side. So uh, there you go. That's my that's my eleven. Is Manuel Solomon back? Did he play in that? Well, so he didn't play, but he's he's inching there. I think they're just taking it very carefully. Um, certainly not arranging any more behind those doors, friendlies, <laughs> just in case, you know. Uh, we, we got through one against Bournemouth um, in, in the international break, um, which seemingly without incident, which is remarkable. Um, oh, I'd like to think we're banning them. Uh, yeah, he's very close, apparently, uh, Solomon, and that's just, uh, you know, he will be a new signing. Um and we may just have to sort of introduce him from the bench gradually a little bit. But um, so yeah, and then if I'm leaning on you to tell me how it's going to go with something, now this is the acid test. And set that so Sorry, mate. I think you cut out a little bit there, though. <laughs> what was the Sorry, question? Mate, I'll try that again. Um, where uh, if I'm pushing you for how it's going to go, uh, what what are you predicting for for Boxing Day? Can we can we end that winning run for Palace at Selhurst Park? I think we can. I think I'm going to be uh, safe, typical f- uh, fence sitter, and go for the two-two, mate. What do you uh, what do you reckon? What are you going oh, I'm going for a win, mate. Come on, we're going to go. We're going to go and do it. I reckon it'll be like three-one or something. I just, uh, I'm feeling that today. I'm, I'm positive, mate. I do think a wing would really pick up everything. I feel like it would re-pick up that sort of ambition that was felt early on in the season where it was like, oh, we really do belong. It's this, if we get through sort of this game and the Southampton one without a win and you're like, oh, well, we is this where the downfall comes? Is the roller coaster like hitting that peak and it's now just about to dip down? Um, so I think a win would be so big just for just for everyone to be like, yeah, yeah, we are still here. <laughs> you know what? We are staying up this season. Yeah, I, I feel like Silver's going to give you every chance because he certainly wants to go into these games on the front foot. I mean, that's been the really refreshing thing. You know, you mentioned he who shall not be named in terms of his team selection. Uh, the end of that. Uh, last season in the Premier League. It's such a refreshing change of pace this season, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just just going for games. You know we're going to get opportunities to score um, and, and we're going to compete uh, at a high level. So, um, yeah, Marco Silva has been a breath of fresh air. It seems like the one time where the Khans have gotten both Fulham Football Club and the Jacksonville Jaguars correct in the same season. Um, they've both got excellent head coaches that they just need to let them do their job. Go on. We've oh, got we're going for a bit of Duval crossover here. Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, I can feel all it. Up yeah. for it. Trevor Lawrence is the guy, man. They've actually they've finally sorted stuff out. That's how it feels. Um, and uh, Doug Peterson over there in the in the States seems to be... Uh, Seems to be like the perfect man for that for that team and that franchise right now. So um, yeah, I will do a crossover, but I'm sure people start turning off if I start talking about AEW as well. 
yeah, let's do one thing at a time. Uh, I would say it was almost <laughs> like a Nottingham Forest style comeback at um, at uh, for for the for the Jags on Sunday, um, and uh, that was that was excellent. Uh, I almost cracked open the uh, the famous Tony Khan celebration gift. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I stopped short of it. Um, so so there we are. No, excellent. So. Right, let, let, let's finish on a on a positive note. Let me let me. I, I like surprising you with a question I haven't teed you up for in in advance. We're coming towards the end of 2022. If you could pick your favourite Fulham moment from 2022, Frankie, what is it? Oh, it has uh, to be the uh, the seven nil against Preston. Was that seven nil? Am I making stuff up? Are you talking about Luton to finish Luton. the season? That game, yeah. blimey, 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 blimey. Uh, yeah. yeah, that one, that is the highlight for me. That just confirmed, that put the icing on the cake on a superb season. Um, yeah, I think that was my that was my favourite game. I'm right. saying that, I forgot, I forgot the opposition, but the opposition weren't relevant, were they really? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was superb. That was superb. How about you, Lovely, mate? and there was that lovely moment where Mary Southgate came out with the trophy. I, I did think that was a lovely touch. Um, yeah. It, it was just, it was everything that had been worked for. And I, I was kind of crazy confident as well this that season. Um, it was like December. I was like, I'm half bored of the championship already because I know what's happening. It wasn't, it wasn't really a contest. I'm sure Marco Silva would, and the boys would have felt differently. But as a fan and looking at the resident table, I was like, let's just get this. Like, like, can we get to the Premier League now? Because I'm bored. This isn't a test. Um, and then we finished. Surprised Ariana Grande didn't make that a song title on her album, you know, <laughs> win the championship on ball. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm taking this podcast yeah, in was, very uh... strange directions today. Um, I, I would yeah. have gone for a, a slightly different one just because, you know, um, I, I, I'm a very much a West London boy. I'm still, I still like to enjoy Alexander Mitrovic's far post header to beat Brentford because it felt like at that time that was quite a big result to yeah. get the first home win um, and to really kick a, kick a, kick ourselves on going forward. Indeed, I think our first win of the of the Premier League season, especially as we'd almost thrown it away from two 0 up, having absolutely battered them in the first half. Um, and it's very good for the bragging rights. They've been a bit quieter, um, particularly since Ivan Tony's betting spree. Yeah, they've got nothing to hold over us. It was all, yeah, it was all shot in the last minute. I had to hear for years, even though it was a it was a result that weren't really relevant to anything. Um, but yeah, that was that was a great a great time. I mean, it's all thanks to Marco Silva. Um, um, give him the keys to the cottage to. To, to to Putney, do do whatever you want. He's he's given us such a such an excellent year. Um, it's it's been really fun to have around. It feels like football's kind of back at Fulham um, after years of years of quite dire times. Um, I say dire, grand scheme of things and all, but um, yeah, Marco Silva. I'm just gonna say thank you for the for the second half of 21 and. This this entire year has been it's been a lot of fun. Well, I mean, thank you even for taking the job. To be honest, because the the the, the spin that was put out on Marco Silva was he was waiting for a Premier League job. 
you know, he was waiting for the opportunity to prove that he could do it in the Premier League. And he took a step down and he did it the hard way. Getting out of the, the championship, never easy, even though he made it look very easy. And he's not resting on his laurels. And it feels like he's a great fit for, for Fulham. And yep. we can feel confident about the future. Um, and I know what you're saying. For the first time in a while, you look at it and you think, yeah, we could do something in the Premier League. You know, hopefully we're not going to be scrambling around at the, at the, you know, just above the relegation zone. Because he's ambitious and he wants to win. And you can see that even in his reaction to the two defeats that, that came before the international break. You know, so absolutely. You know, we should take uh, over over Christmas time, up and down the land, Fulham families should be toasting Marco Silva at the dinner table. In in, in, in Portuguese, if you want. Um, <laughs> with with whatever your tipple is for I don't know what you enjoy on uh on or on Christmas Day, Frankie, because I know you'll allow yourself at least one, won't you? Sherry, <sighs> whiskey, port, I don't know what it is in, in the Taylor Taylor family. You'll allow yourself something, surely. Yeah, it might even be a Bailey's, mate, you know. I've, oh, I've been, hello. Yes, yeah, sir. Found them on offer in Sainsbury's, £10 for a bottle. And I was like, don't mind if I do, I might be drinking that one, bad. <laughs> Other supermarkets are available, we should stress. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, uh, it's been a and, uh, wondrous winter ride uh, on, on this particular podcast. But I hope you're still uh, keeping up with us. I would like to say it's gonna. It's probably going to be one of our last uh, podcasts of the of 2022. Um, so we have to pay thanks not just to Marco Silva, not just to his coaching staff, not just to everyone at Fulham for putting on this brilliant football. Uh, and congratulations to all the academy staff, players, and, and the women's team who are doing really well going for. For promotion, but a massive thank you firstly to Alan Druitt for coming up with the insane idea and convincing us that people would like to listen to, particularly you and I, Frankie, talk about <laughs> Fulham. I mean, it's a preposterous notion, isn't it? Um, so, uh, thank you to Alan for coming up with the idea of the podcast. Thank you to all of our contributors who've been um, contributing to it for for sort of oh at least four or five months now. Um, and mostly, thank you to everybody who's tuned in and listened to it, because you already have to put up with people like me writing nonsense on a website, and you've shown enthusiasm for listening to us as well. It's been a great pleasure bringing this this wonderful season to you. Hopefully, we'll um, we'll, we'll carry it on for the remainder of the season. And I've been very remiss in not thanking many of our guests who've allowed themselves to be interviewed by Alan players of the past who have given us some really great uh, episodes already but thank you to you Frankie for being part of it as always hopefully you're going to have a nice Christmas have you got anything planned? Uh, just a quiet one at home mate but I, uh, I oh, just wanted to do Baileys it might get a bit lively no? <laughs> yeah yeah. you never know you never know mate um, but yeah thank you for all your hard work as well mate I mean happy end uh, is in a large part thanks to all the hard work you do as well Oh, that's too kind of you, mate. Well, it's I'll a team that. effort. You are appreciated, my friend. You've got to put the, the best team on the pitch, and we, we, we've certainly done that. Um, so we're very grateful. Uh, we want to wish all of the Fulham family a very Merry Christmas. 
And hopefully I'll see you all at Salas Park on Boxing Day and we'll roar the whites on to another uh, wonderful win. Thanks, Frankie. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, thank you to everybody. We'll see you all soon and come on you whites.